0: And I am born, rise up, ting, ting like 6.59, good morning Welcome to the podcast edition soul, up, of the show like Some changes coming soon And I don't know, uh, I don't really have a plan Other than we'll figure it out We always do Hi Alex Hi Good morning, how are you?
1: I am lovely
0: Good, um First and foremost, uh, Floyd's off today. Floyd's got to get the Selena Gomez makeup out on the floor of uh, his his makeup store, so he's handling that. So it's just you and I today. Ooh, goody. Um, yeah, I guess first and foremost, uh, I I kind of intended to do this. I I don't mean to stir up trouble, but for the <laughs> but, most <laughs> for the most but part, I'm trouble. <laughs> I don't mean to stir up trouble. But every now and then, I I mean. I I don't know if people know that when they do this, but when you ask for Netflix suggestions on Facebook, Uh all of a sudden, well, you get a lot of engagement, and then all of a sudden you start popping up in people's timelines, and then you're riding that algorithm. Uh I I don't, to me, Netflix suggestions is the lowest common denominator, unless you actually really want them. I prefer to to post things about uh, irascible Sylvania parents who after three days... (laughs) are fed up with virtual learning. And I understand that people are out of patience. I understand it has been a trying six or seven months. I understand that most people are back to work and don't have a place for their kids. But what I think that they don't understand is they had to give this more than three days before um, they dropped a, I didn't sign up for this. Um, and I, I think you, you as a professional know as well as I do that I didn't sign up for this never works.
1: <laughs> it, it doesn't work, and it doesn't change the fact that there's still a deadly fucking disease floating around in the air. By the way, can I please say that my new least favorite word is droplets? Please mm-hmm. don't. I don't, want, I don't want to talk I like about droplets. I, don't want, I know you do, and I hate it. I don't want to talk about droplets anymore. <laughs> However, three days, like, Three. And I want to say that I can 100% relate. I was going to tag you in the video of my, my um, sister-in-law put, you know, my nephews are like my kids, like my kids. And so my sister-in-law uploaded a photo of my nephew and I was going to tag you in it. So like, maybe we could share it because it was like, it was, he was on the computer and he was trying to figure out where the A was and it, I, I don't know, he must have been doing some sort of assignment. And she's like, okay, now type your name, type the A, because his name is Andrew. And so he's looking, and you see his little fingers, and he's like, mm, okay, I see one, two, three on the keyboard. And then she's like, do you see the A? And you can hear him. And he's like, no. And then he looked at her, he's like, no, I don't see it. And it was like he felt defeated when he said that. And all the comments were like, way to go, Andrew, good job, like super supportive. And me as his auntie, I was just like on the verge of tears. Cause I'm like, he shouldn't have to be doing this. This is too much. He's fucking five. But at the same time, I'd rather that than him get sick. Like, cause there are kids that are getting sick now. Like there's children, child cases.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and it's not even like, I'm not even concerned. Well, I'll do the example in a second. My so I have some experience uh-huh. with this, and I know people are fed up and and they're at wit's end, and mm-hmm. they they want transparency. In Sylvania, uh, kind of pivoted real quick because the superintendent said the school wasn't as clean as yeah uh, they expect, and they and she used the word misled. Whatever, I, I'm just upset that like. Give it more than three days. Give it like a week. Give it the long weekend to let people figure this out. And I always remind people, there are no good decisions during all this. Mm -hmm. We're just deciding between bad and really bad. My brother, uh, my brother's person, Tracy, uh, posted on Facebook Monday that uh, her son, Phoenix, who I think is, is... seven or nine that Phoenix had 30 minutes of virtual schooling as he's back to Philadelphia public school. And he, he's, he's done with it. 30 minutes. He's done. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my brother, my brother said, okay, you can quit school and I will hire you to help me with eBay. And Phoenix immediately went back to virtual school. So, (laughs) um, it's like, (coughs) I get it. Parents are, are, are at the end of this thing. Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. so many challenges that they have to overcome, but you really, and, and I know that you don't want to hear parental advice from me, so I'll just give you human advice. You really have to dig in as deep as you possibly can so you're not being bratty and impatient like you implore your kids not to be.
1: I agree, and I think that some people just aren't doing a good job at it. And I understand that life is like more complex than that, and there's... You know, because I I go back to my brother and my sister-in-law because, you know, they anticipated Andrew going to kindergarten. Andrew's not in kindergarten. He's in daycare. So that's an expensive daycare bill that they didn't expect to have to pay. I get it, you know, um, but I just I'm like, let's think about the big picture here. And it's like, do we want this to be over or do we want to be dealing with this well into 2021, well into like 2022 or whatever, you know, whatever that is. And like I said, I get it. But I did see a meme though um, yesterday that really made me laugh. And it was like, it was a picture of like a a child who looked really stressed out from like life. (laughs) And it was like, I just realized that there's no longer any more school days, like snow days. And somebody said, well, what do you mean? And it's like, well, the minute we have a snow day, we'll just go to Zoom for school. Yeah. Great point. <laughs> there are no longer going to be any more snow days. And it's I, just like, whoa. I think there will
0: be, but it, it could be something maybe, I don't know. I mean, weather is a, whole, is a whole nother thing. Like if there's a storm and they're going to be out and, and they can predict it days in advance and they can close school for a week. And that, that's a whole nother, I mean, things will change forever um, as they already have. And, and as they will after this. Um, and I'm not even super concerned about kids getting like sick, like feeling Uh-oh. ill. But I am certain if they all go back to school, and I know some school districts on the down low, uh, because they haven't needed to make it public, have kept positive virus tests here in this area quiet not to make a big deal out of it but i can guarantee you if all the parents who want their kids like the sylvania parents who want their kids back in school guess what it's very likely not that they'll get ill but it's very likely within a couple of weeks you'll be having to quarantine them at home for two weeks and then you're gonna have a bigger mess on your hands so like you said um the, the, and I've said this from the get go. The tighter we can we can be, the more we can be disciplined. Uh, the shorter or the less time this goes on. And I know I've talked about how businesses have failed. Mm-hmm. Um, some businesses have have grown exponentially and found their mm-hmm. niche and thrived during this. Yeah. And I believe at at the core of our human existence, we are selfish motherfuckers. We. And, selfishness has been highlighted, uh, during this. I, I, know, you know, good things and bad things, um, have been highlighted, amplified during the last six or seven months. But one thing that I've kept an eye on is I've seen how selfish people, um, truly are. And it goes back to, um, adversity doesn't build character. It reveals it. And there's a lot of selfish people
1: I mean, I agree. I I think that there's a lot of selfish people. And I think that as like a country, we're extremely spoiled, (laughs) extremely spoiled. And so when I think it comes down to like things closing down and like things, people not being able to do things, you know, those moms ripping up the caution tape at the city parks because we pay for this. So we're going to use it. And it's like, no, you're not going to use it. And you know, would you like to be, you're welcome to be arrested. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. You know, I feel like, and it's, I I agree. And it's, it's unfortunate and it's a different, it's just along with it being an election year in like 60 days, it, it's just, it is just an odd time. It's re, it really is.
0: I'm trying to find, uh, there, uh, I liked this. I mean, there's, there's always bright and clever things said everywhere uh let's this is from a, a tweet which first and foremost which I've, <laughs> I've zoomed by uh our good friend alex at has finally broken down and, and gotten twitter and now i don't have to uh screenshot pictures of corgis and other things and send them to you i can just tag
1: you in the tweet well technically it's not my twitter it's sunny's twitter okay so this is <laughs> this is twitter from sunny's perspective. I thought thought about it yesterday we were talking we we had Thomas and I were having the most morbid conversation and I think it's just because I I made a comment and I was like somebody needs to make sure Betty White is okay because it's 2021 ain't going well right 2020 ain't going
0: well like among the the dozen things I I thought um with Chadwick Boseman passing Mm -hmm. uh, and and losing his battle to colon cancer Alex Trebek is still alive.
1: Alex Trebek is still alive. And I
0: remember, I, I, I said it on the air, and there, there's certain things that I'm very, I'm very delicate about saying, like, uh-huh. on the air and for public consumption. It, it, like, there's things that we say here that uh-huh. I won't say over the air because there's there's people that understand us here and more uh-huh. of the context is understood. But I'm like, look, I pancreatic cancer, I think that thing kills you in, like, months. Like, it it's basically a death sentence. It, uh-huh. It's, of any kind of cancer that I'm familiar with or that we hear out there or we read stories of, it's like, that's the one that you don't beat. And he is still alive all these months later.
1: He is. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I won't judge because I don't know the plight of cancer. Obviously, I've never had it. But while I appreciate what Chadwick Boseman did... um how much of that non-rest, you know what I mean? I mean, if his diagnosis was fatal and it's like, well, whatever, well, fuck it, you know, then I get it. But yeah, I don't, it, I mean, it's, in, it, it is insane, but we I literally said yesterday, I said, we need to protect Betty White. Somebody go make sure she's okay. And then I, I don't know how we got on this conversation, but I looked at him and I was like, hey, you know, cause Thomas, mom passed away and I said, make sure you put me as the beneficiary to your life insurance plan. And he's like, can I do that if we're not married? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, no, you, you'll make Sonny the beneficiary. I was like, Sonny will be walking around like, that's right, you broke bitches.
0: <laughs> All blinged out.
1: All blinged out. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make her a Twitter from her perspective. And it's going to be just what I think she would say, which is sassy and disrespectful and <laughs> funny. Can
0: uh, can you do the sunny voice for us? <laughs> I,
1: I mean, I feel like it's kind of normal. No, I'll do it. I'll think of it uh, during the podcast, and then I'll do it. I can't do it on demand. Too much okay. pressure.
0: All right, all right. Um, let's uh, let's let's stay with that. And since I've already brought up Chadwick Boseman, um, mm-hmm. more jaw dropping stuff here. And one of the things that that I had thought and, and wondered when I read of his passing, um, did anybody who he worked for? Did anybody? In, at Marvel or Disney know about this and there was an article, I think it was in the Hollywood Reporter or, or Vulture um, that, that said that there was about four people who knew about this. I think his oh. agent, his trainer... And someone else, and obviously his his family. But those are like just like three or four people that weren't related to him. So Kevin Feige, who is like the visionary, the godfather of the MCU, like nothing happens with Marvel and Disney without his thumbs up or his thumbs down. And and the story goes like this: He got an email, uh, an like an urgent Chadwick Boseman email, not from Chadwick, but regarding him him, uh, an urgent email Friday night sometime. Uh-huh. Uh, he read it couldn't couldn't believe it and then within the hour Chadwick had passed away oh. So this guy who is responsible for so much um and, and so much of Chadwick Bozeman's fame and where he was going to go in the future um didn't know like this seems like one of these things where you know you don't want to bug the boss too often but when there's something like this you want you want to get in contact with him but uh, another perspective of Chadwick Bozeman through all of this was, Uh, Black Panther 2 was supposed to start shooting or at least pre-production was going to get going this month and Mm -hmm. Bozeman believed that he was going to beat the cancer and Mm -hmm. be able to put back on muscle to start being ready for Black Panther 2 up until just a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah that's what I I read as well so that was probably why he didn't intend on. I'm sure you know his plan was to tell everyone once he had beat it or once he was in remission but I think that I mean, it didn't. It didn't go the way that I think they planned. And he, you know, the preparation of telling everybody just in case didn't happen. So, I mean, what? What a? What a? How is that even possible to hold something like that in I- and just? Oh God, I I legitimately Friday night. I was just so raw with all the other emotions. I just cried myself to sleep. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. I was we had just saw new mutants i was in a good mood Ooh, i didn't know that we did we just saw new mutants by the way the movie theater has new seats and they're amazing um we just saw new mutants we were in a i was in a really good mood i was getting ready to go to sleep literally sitting up in the bed looking at my phone before i went to sleep before i like turned it off to go to sleep and that alert came in and i'm just like are you kidding it, it just took me out. It took me out. Thomas is like, we're not watching the news for the rest of the weekend. You're not allowed to do it. Turn it off. Turn your phone off. <laughs> it's like, oh my god.
0: Um. Yeah. Everything I read about this from from this story, like to to the Godfather of of Marvel, uh, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about this and getting the and finding out like within an hour of. Uh, his passing to all these great things that Chadwick Boseman did for for kids while, yeah. while he was battling cancer and then digging into his Howard speech, it just continues to stun me. More more than, like, the, I keep relating it back to the Kobe Bryant thing. And the Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant thing, maybe because he was always pop culture and mm-hmm. I follow sports so closely and Kobe was a little more um, opinionated now mm-hmm. that he was retired and he'd be out there. But that was an accident, like, A tragic accident, but those things happen. Um, But all the Chadwick Boseman stuff continues to make my jaw drop. Which theater did you go to, and did you like the movie?
1: I did like, yeah, we really liked New Mutants, and we went to Levis. We went to Levis Commons.
0: What? Tell me about the new seats.
1: They're still, like, they're not the reclining seats that I just pray to God that we get at some point, but they're just, they're more, um, I don't know, they're, like, more... They're, bigger. they're a little bigger. They're black where there used to be I think like a reddish maroon color. Mm-hmm. A lot thicker like foaming and padding. Like they're like little lazy boys for movie theaters in my opinion. I think they're fantastic. Um, and they're just a little taller. They just make theater look better. Like it's, it's just okay. the theater looks great. And I love this movie experience. I feel like I'm really going to like this. I hope it never goes away. And that like They have closed off every other row. So the row you're sitting in, there's no one behind you or in front of you. And then once you select your seat, they like X out all the seats next to you so that you can be socially distanced. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I hope I can see every movie like this. I'm not any I'm not near anyone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's why I was excited to go back to the movies. And uh, I, I can't tell you the last time I went to a movie at night it's nice to it's it's like you why build your own at home theater when you can just go to the movies on a tuesday at
1: 11:30 if you're able to exactly and i don't but i also love that i get to watch mulan like tomorrow um so i'm a fan of that and that i can watch that at home but i'm absolutely still going to have the movie going experience the only thing i didn't like is they didn't like in this case, we were kind of rushing to get there, so I hadn't eaten yet. So I said, "Okay, well, I'll get some chicken tenders at the movies. Like, I'll drop Ugh. the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drop the big bucks and get some chicken tenders at the movies." And they didn't have them. They just had like hot dogs. And the poor girl, you could tell that the hot dogs, like they, they mustn't. People must not be getting them because she's like, "Can I just put yours in the microwave so I can make sure they're hot?" And I'm like, "The microwave." But I was, nope. I was like, yeah, not a problem.
0: <laughs> but, um, um, to Milan for a second. So you,
1: uh-huh.
0: so you're, you're excited for it?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I'm definitely excited for it.
0: You, you might not have, uh, you might not have heard because I just saw the story this this morning. Um, maybe you'll wait because in December it will be on Disney Plus for nothing.
1: Mm, nope, I'm not gonna wait. I want to see. Okay. it. Okay. All right. You're... I've been, I was very much looking forward to Mulan in March, and I was upset that I didn't get to see it.
0: All right, you're the first person that I've come across that is excited for uh, for this, so I hope you enjoy it.
1: Why? Do people not want to spend the money?
0: Uh, no, I, I just don't think that this was like one of these... It doesn't have the romance and reverence like The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. Um, mm. It's a, I think it's a lower tier Disney movie, so there's not mm-hmm. that much excitement for it. And I think... Um, Unless, unless it was, we're talking about <coughs> Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if these adaptations are as are as excitement-driving as Disney would hope. Um, mm. Because, I mean, The Lion King wasn't live action. I mean, you hear, like, live action. And that's just, that's a misnomer. It's a bad phrase because it wasn't live action. So, mm-hmm. And it's just, like, shot for shot what happened in these films that are beloved from our youth. So we'll see.
1: I loved Mulan when I was a kid, like Mulan, Mulan was like top three for mm-hmm. me, maybe top two when I was, when I was a kid and I watched it a lot. And I remember I always used to cry when I would watch it because I'm a grade A daddy's girl and what she, the sacrifice she made for her dad, I'm like, I would do that for my dad. And I would be like crying while watching the movie. And my brother's like, what's wrong with you? And, and I'm like crying. Cause I would. Sacrificed. Just, I felt that intense love for my dad at the time, and so it's always Mulan has always been like one of those tearjerker films for me, like one mm-hmm. of the, one of my favorite. <laughs> and so when I heard it, they were doing like the live action and it was a lot darker than the, you know, it wasn't your t- your normal like live action adaptation. It was a, it was more true to the actual story of Mulan. The, you know, before Disney took it. Uh, I thought that that was really cool. Well, enjoy it. I w- <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay. And I am gonna see Tenet. But I, so it's Mulan and Tenet this weekend for me.
0: When when, and where are you going to see Tenet? And did you already buy tickets?
1: I did not. Do, do I need to? I didn't even think about I, that. I don't think so. I, I get the sense
0: that people are very hesitant to go... I think so. Uh, ...to the movies from all the anecdotal things I've seen. And then, like, New Mutants only made, like, 7 million bucks. Um, and And... I know theaters aren't open across the country, but I thought it would make a little bit more than that. So I got the sense that, you know, you could probably go to any theater, all any of our three theaters around here for any showing and, and be pretty safe and comfortable and not be near anybody. But Tenet is a bigger release, though I still don't think it will get the average moviegoer back, but um, I was going to go see New Mutants last Sunday, but then I I read some very average things about it. I'm like, "Okay, you know what? I'm not real I don't really want to go. I'm going to go to be at the movies. Uh-huh. So, I'll maybe let it go or maybe some I'll read something that will get me back into it, but I'd like to find some time to go see Tenet this weekend even though I've read um very modest reviews of it. Like it's beautifully shot because it's Christopher Nolan and he's a he's a beautiful and talented filmmaker, but uh-huh. I guess the plot is all his things can be very confusing because mm. of the, the, the timing mechanisms that he uses, but they say that this one is, you know, that the plot isn't real thick. So,
1: oh, interesting. I mean, I, I'm gonna i i when I first saw Tenet, I, first of all, I'm a I'm a huge fan of um, the actor that in that the Jonathan, John David Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Denzel's yeah. kid. Yes, and uh, like once I saw Black Klansman, I was like, oh, this is great. Um, so I was like, I'm definitely going to go see it. But again, I just love the movie going experience. Like we would go to movies once a week if we could. Um, so it, you know, it, I'm j- I'm just going to go. And I, we went, when we saw New Mutants, it was at seven o'clock on a Friday night. So that, I mean, I, I anticipated like busy, by the way, I was, they, there was like a, somebody having a party with their kids. Like there was a ton of kids there and it seemed like it was like a kid gathering and the parents were. Chaperoning, and I mean like young kids, like seven or eight. I heard the voice. It was Sarah Haggerty. JJ's party was there. Yeah. So they were there right at the same time as me. I saw a face. I turned around and I heard a voice, and obviously I recognized the voice. And I turned around and I just saw her face, and I was like, oh, that's Sarah Haggerty. But I didn't say anything. I you should like, have introduced yourself. She was literally wrangling like three kids at the time. She was like, no step back like she was was in she was in pure mom mode i I saw
0: uh i saw those pictures of jj's party jj turned seven i think and jj Uh. is my my favorite of her three kids um actually jj might be my favorite haggerty um (laughs) i i saw the pictures that he posted like damn there are a lot of girls he's got there at this party for oh, seven year olds. Yeah, <laughs> like it yeah. wasn't all boys. There was it was like half girls. Good for JJ.
1: No, I mean they, they there was a ton of kids, and not in that like not in a bad way. Just in that there was clearly a kids party going on, and it was cool because they I was glad that they got to do it. They all had their masks on. None of them were like trying to take them off or move them around. They were all like in masked, masked up like. Say I don't know what movie they were going to see, but you know, safely enjoying their the birthday party, so that was pretty cool. Um,
0: next up, and we'll get to the story that you want to talk about that that Emma did on WTOL because you can fill in the holes for me. But first, um, here's my theory. So I didn't watch Tiger King, did you? Yeah, I did. Okay, so I, I think everybody believes that Carol fucking Baskin. Did I say that right? Yeah. That she. Killed her, her last husband, right? hmm
1: No, I don't believe but yes, everybody believes that, but I don't.
0: Oh okay. All right. So here's what I think should happen. She has been cast on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. It's a pretty good cast. Nelly's yeah. gonna be on there. Uh-huh. Um AJ from the Backstreet Boys, and you know, you're you're they're gonna check all the other boxes for a couple of athletes as well. I think I think Nelly's gonna do pretty well. He's very athletic, and I'm I'm glad to see him back doing yeah. things for us. But uh so Carol Baskin, who was uh called animal activist I uh-huh. think ABC rightly will get a lot of backlash and then in like a week or so say they after giving it uh, more thought uh, Carol Baskin will not be on the season because if everybody if most of the people who watch the show which is millions of people think she is responsible for the disappearance of her husband you can't have that on a, on a network TV show
1: I think they're going to I think that I think that it's going to give them ratings. I think Carol Baskin is going to give them the probably the highest ratings considering how many people watch the show. And I there's no proof that she killed her husband. Like there <laughs> the, in my like when I saw that, I thought the exact opposite and I'm like there's just enough proof to show that her husband just up and fucking left her and that okay. lifestyle than there than there is that allegedly you know, she killed her husband. Uh, I think it's just one of those fun theories that people just want to attach themselves to because it's entertaining and because we're all bored. So it's like, okay. okay. And I think there's a certain amount of like, I, I'm not going to get on my feminist soapbox, but like women like her, I think there's a certain amount of like women bashing (laughs) for her. Like, you know what I mean? Just uh, anyway. Um, no, I don't think they're going to get rid of her at all. I think they're okay. going to keep her because it's going to add to the ratings. People are going to watch it. People are going to have a lot to say about it, and because they have a lot to say about it, they're going to watch it. They're going to want to see what cat outfit she's in. You know, yeah. I don't, I, I don't
0: doubt that that she will bring eyeballs, and that's what this is all about. It, it certainly it certainly gets people back to to live TV and network programming.
1: Wouldn't it be funny though if the if the songs she danced to were like songs like where you're taunting someone like i put a spell on you or something like that like, wouldn't it be funny if she's only performing numbers where she, with like female singers that are like taunting people
0: I- I, yeah yeah i I think they're gonna as as the popular buzz phrases I believe they will lean into that and
1: I they yep they're gonna
0: I, I would expect uh I have the tiger as well
1: mm-hmm. all, oh all, yeah
0: all of those things all those oh, things yeah. indeed no yeah. I
1: definitely didn't believe she killed her husband and I, I I know that's what everybody thinks but I'm like no there was just i and I held strong to that opinion the minute I watched, because I watched it all the way through. And I'm like, hey, we all love a good story and a good theory. We like to attach onto it like a mob. Tiger King, like, w- went through everybody's TV all within the same week. And we all thought the same thing, except me, apparently. All right.
0: Well, I trust your sensibilities. Ooh. And I'm kind of surprised. I can't think if there's been any other people who were surrounded with so much controversy. Uh on Dancing with the Stars, that was it. Sean Spicer, mm. but he had some things, but he didn't do anything bad. People just didn't like that he worked for the president. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and I'm surprised because usually Disney, who owns ABC, will will stay as far away from uh, yeah. questionable Drama. things. As, mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was just something that Jeffy McGee told us something that's coming to Disney Plus, like I think one of the X Men movies or something, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I wonder if they're going to edit it because Disney Plus has already done some edits on some things. I think, um, like, what was it Wizards of Waverly Place? Mm. That was one where they they cut some things out. So they're they're very delicate and sensitive when it comes to uh, being as family friendly as possible.
1: I suppose. I mean, yeah, maybe there just was a, like, who would be a good replacement for Carol Baskin? That's like on the same wavelength. So exotic
0: not. when he gets out of jail, but.
1: See, I feel like he was—he was. Everybody was upset at Carol Baskin when Joe Exotic was literally like pimping people out for meth, right. <laughs> like, you know, straight men, like forcing straight men to marry him because he like fed their addiction and they didn't have a choice.
0: Yeah, his so, his his behaviors, uh, hers seemed m- maybe criminal and, and murderous. He seemed just deeply immoral and unethical. Oh, and yeah, like slimy. Um, some of the other. Uh cast members. So Nellie Carol Baskin, former NBA star Charles Oakley. Uh bu- 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 who else? Johnny Weir will be on there.
1: He- Ooh, I love Johnny Weir. Oh, that's gonna be good because he's a figure skater, so he has natural, like Right. Yeah. Ooh, uh, that's that's not fair. I, I hate when they add people to that and it's not like a fair fight.
0: <laughs> I I agree. I I've always said that uh, for as long as this show has been on, I've always said it, that it was unfair for athletes, and it, it, I think like athletes won the first handful of seasons, mm-hmm. like the Emm-
1: gymnasts and stuff.
0: Uh, well, like no, like the uh, I don't want to misspeak here, but professional sports athletes like Emmett Smith and Jerry mm-hmm. Rice, Jerry Rice, and yeah, they had. God gifted athletic superpowers. So it made them more of a favorite to actually win this thing. Mm-hmm. And that certainly goes to, to Johnny Weir and you can add to him, um, the, the rhythm and precision of, of dancing. Cause he already, he already does that stuff in addition yeah. to being athletic and gifted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I see. There is, um, I saw the, I really liked the Netflix show cheer and the coach for the Navarro cheerleading team is on there too. I forget her name. Okay. Yeah. From I, Texas.
0: I didn't know any of the other names. Yeah. But.
1: I, for, I forget her name, but she's, do you have a list?
0: I just, I just closed it out, but oh, let you me did? pull okay. back
1: up. Um, she's, so she was a like a big time competitive cheerleader, but like 30 years ago. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Um, is, she, is she like older?
1: Uh, forties.
0: Okay. Uh, catfish star, Nev, Shulman, Disney darling, Sky Jackson. Uh-huh. Justina Machado, uh, b- 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 former NFL tight end Vernon Davis will be on the show. Cheer coach uh-huh. Monica Aldama, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jeannie uh-huh. Mai of the Real, Aunt Aunt Hayes will be on. And Jesse, do you remember yeah. Jesse Metcalf? No. He was on Desperate Housewives. He was the he played the young dark haired kid who I think was like hooking up with the Eva Longoria's character.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And then he was he had that one. Teen two thousands teen role something kill something the, the oh
1: gr- um oh yeah oh god I forget the name with with what's her? snow snow is the last girl, last name of that girl what's what is it John Tucker must die John Tucker must die Wow That's
0: Jesse Metcalf is forty one he's is older he? than, he's older than I am
1: Holy I, shit. I watched um, Josie and the Pussycats yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Just because I felt nostalgic. It first of all is hilarious as an adult to watch it. And they're all in their forties and I thought they were much older. <laughs> I <Right> know. <laughs> Rosario Dawson's forty one.
0: I know. I know. And I oh God, I, I love her. I, I oh uh she's so normal and so beautiful and i fell in love with her
1: dating cory booker yes she is
0: not only that that, they're like they're like a team now they're like a duo it's like a partnership (laughs) um
1: i hate cory i don't hate him i'm sorry that's not nice i don't hate him i dislike him
0: i fell in love with her during uh was it men in black 2 that she was in yeah yeah Um, so let's talk about this article of our friend, Emma Henderson from WTOL. This is, is this a, the story that I saw going around a human trafficking survivor?
1: Yes. yes, Okay. uh Exactly. And I think that Emma picked up the story because there's a lot of, for some reason, this year, this summer, this year, there's a lot of discussions about a lot of stuff like, the the pedophile ring that was Jeffrey Epstein that somehow linked to Pizza Gate that somehow uh-huh. involves like children's toys having like symbols on the back of them and GPS trackers in bras and then after all of it it's hashtag save our children right talking about like kids are getting snatched off the street. If anyone sees this guy keep an eye on him this guy was walking around like a playground and eyeballing my daughter like i was in the mall and somebody was following me and followed me to my car hashtag save our children you know i feel like there's a lot of conversation about things like this in a way that's like while it's great that everybody is getting a behind it and somehow people have an interest like it's really important that we have productive conversations about it because this is actually a real thing yeah um and what emma did was she there's some her name was kylie and she was extremely brave to kind of share her story you know publicly and she shared it because because for this very reason because she said human trafficking is an issue but it is not happening in the way that that Social media is
0: telling you.
1: Right. It is not happening in the way that these mobs of people are telling you it's happening. It's your mom's boyfriend or your uncle or your older brother. It's, you know, and she said she gave a statistic and she said 90 percent of, of, you know, young kids that are trafficked are trafficked from somebody who already knew them, who tried to help them and who are vulnerable. So she kind of told her story that she was trafficked between the age of 10 and 14 um, because she had had kind of like a broken home and somebody came in and tried to help her. And then after they helped her, they said, okay, now we want you to do something for us. And so she got roped in that way. But it was, I mean, I, I honestly, like, I applaud Emma cause I know, I know how, especially as a reporter, especially as a reporter for TOL, like I know how challenging it is to, go against you know these mob mentalities of you know save our children if you even try to bring some sort of insider logic into this conversation somebody's going to come after you and that's well, I, exactly what she did
0: I think that I think when when it's a news story like this mm-hmm. it provides some credibility I don't think mm-hmm. as many people would come after it but to, from my perspective when I've seen all this stuff as well and I do think that it's been way too exaggerated Mm -hmm. anytime i would see some of this stuff floating on online somewhere um i would shake my head a little bit about what you talked about how there are people just hunting people down in malls and playgrounds and all this stuff and i would just kind of shake and scratch my head and wonder how come like these people didn't have these thoughts with all the law and order episodes that they they love so much and thanks to the people who would post more sensible things from what I gather, uh, which was Kylie's story that the the child predator things are happening with uncles and cousins Mm -hmm. and people that they know you've got much more, you should have much more concern there potentially rather than someone picking your kid off of a, uh, off of a playground.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, and that's the, that's that the logical response to it. So it's like, great that everyone suddenly has an interest like not to say that you didn't have an interest before but for some reason i don't know what it is although i do have a theory that's really like a kind of a crackpot theory so i want you to tell me what you think when i say it in a minute but like that's great that there's there's an interest here that a lot of people are getting behind this i mean more people than i had ever seen but it's you know hashtag save the children hashtag this hashtag that But it's like if we can redirect our efforts and all get behind, you know, organizations that do go in and help human trafficking victims, give a dollar, you know, give five dollars, something like that. to these organizations that are helping human trafficking victims that are aware of how this comes about, then, you know, and that was what Kylie said. Kylie said, let's this is where you want if you want to help if you want to further the mission of ending human trafficking, these, these, this is the way that you need to do it. These are the things that you need to be doing, sharing in, you know, Kylie went as far as saying sharing something like this can actually hurt, yeah. um, hurt the cause and further human trafficking because you're giving a distraction from where the issue actually lies. Um, and you know, and it, it's like, it, it you know spending your time coming after the media because nobody reported that there was right you know thirty something kids found in Georgia and it's like no the media did report it because how did you find out how did right. I find out how did the rest of us find out so it's just it's just that kind of those kinds of conversations and what's productive and what's not productive
0: and don't we have a a really big human trafficking conference here every year at, at oh, UT yeah. I,
1: I went I go every year for work and it's the biggest it's the biggest human trafficking conference in the world Yeah, because there's people that come from, when I was there last year, it was my first time that I was there for all of the days. There was, I've met people from other, I met so many people from other countries, Africa, Nepal. I mean, so Thailand, so many other countries and were coming in and they were getting to know what I was doing for the center. And it was really cool. And it, it it's huge and it's, Yeah, I mean, and it's here in Toledo because we have the biggest challenge with human trafficking in the country. Like, top three, I think, our state. So,
0: and it's because of our location and uh uh, connectedness. Highways, yeah. Yeah, because you got 80 and 75, which Mm -hmm. go north and south through the country and east and west all across Mm -hmm. the country. And Mm -hmm. we're close to to a bunch of major cities. So, there's some drop off points, I would guess, that
1: are
0: Mm -hmm. right off those roads. Um, It was three or four years ago. Maybe it was longer now. um, I had met a young girl who I think was part of that conference or was doing something else. And I remember listening to her and I remember talking to her off the air and I was saying, hey, um, I, I understand the gravity and seriousness of this and I don't overlook it at all. And we at that point, three, four years ago, everything was, was opioid crisis and people were getting Uh-oh. educated about that. And um, obviously that was a big deal. It still is a big deal. We've made slight inroads with that. But then I... Then you know the light bulb went on above my head, and, and I forget the girl's name. And when we were talking about this, and and she helped tie it together for me that yeah, the opioid crisis is 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 very connected to um, human trafficking because a lot of the ways that and I'm, maybe Kylie said this in her story, a lot of the ways that these young girls. Um, are groomed or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're given nothing, but then they they have nothing in life. But then they're given these drugs. They get addicted to them, right? And then they're they become sex slaves or sex workers.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. That's I mean that especially if not even if you're older, some of the younger ones that it, it it's done that way as well. But it, it's just that vulnerability. And then once you're addicted to that, you do what you can so that you can continue to feed it. Yeah, what's your
0: what's your theory? I'm wondering if I'm if it's not one that I have as well.
1: (laughs) I thought about it. This is so far out, and I was just like, I wonder. Literally, I was like, I wonder, because it was after I was listening to Emma's story, and I said, I really do think that this is an issue that so many people are having this conversation, and they're not going in the right direction, and it's. I'm like, I wonder if it's the Russians. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't
0: disagree. I, I,
1: and I like, also, are they planting stuff in our social media again for us all to get behind it, like QAnon?
0: W- what? do they think? <laughs> Okay, my stuff. my theory is a little like that, because, mm. I, but I would say maybe I've just watched too many Liam Neeson, uh, Liam mm-hmm. Neeson movies, but I don't think the the Russians would have done that because it, this seems like an Eastern European thing but again maybe I've I've watched too many Liam Neeson movies and uh-huh. and and um, like Ukrainian cartels uh-huh. uh, have these girls in these in these hostels but I do think I will give some credence and you can tell me I'm crazy that um right as covid mania started to peak in May and June uh-huh. when it was like, Are we going to get back to some normalcy or are we going to dig in even deeper? That's when I started to see the human trafficking stuff. Oh, yeah. And I I will wonder if certain people on one side of the political spectrum were totally okay with some of these human trafficking theories so that it would tamp down on the COVID mania.
1: I agree. That's what I'm – that – and I – so – I think the same thing and I feel like it's but I feel like it's also going to be a distraction into the election and or a way to point fingers at who's not talking about it, who's not doing what, don't trust the media, they only care about this. You know, I think that it I think go it's going to it was intentionally maybe not intentionally. I, I mean that's I personally feel like it's the same thing as, you know, those those divisive Conversations that are being planted within our social media and they're being shared, you know, like a tidal wave and recklessly um, by those individuals that are easily swayed. I hate to say it like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to insult anyone, especially if you are someone who's been saying this because you saw it and you believe it or you've lived it. And so now you're sharing it, you know, sharing this, sharing your opinion, trying to do your best to help. I get it but I also think that like you have to be careful what you're sharing because I do. And while I kinda know that this is kind of Alex, like there's no proof behind your theory. I'm not, we, we knew, we knew to expect that there was going to be outside interference in our election this year. We knew, that, we knew to expect that. We haven't really seen it, have we? Where is it? What does it look like? Well, we and have- I also know that this, I mean, it's not necessarily a theory. I mean, I, I believe the evidence that I saw when the, when they interfered in our election in 2016. And I believe the evidence that I was re- reading and, and researching and that and trusted news sources, I say trusted, trusted news sources were sharing and that they plan on doing this for the 2020 election. But, um, <laughs> there is also no proof. So I'm well aware that it's like, mm, it's possible.
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, this is, uh, th- this can go a lot of different directions. And I, I really shake my head <clears throat> hard when mm-hmm. I see like these lists of celebrities who may or may not have ties to like the, Jef- the, the Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. types. Mm-hmm. And I, not, not to, parse this or to rationalize it but i'm fairly like i think average people have connections to lots of criminals that they don't know about or people who are doing abhorrent things just because like celebrity a-list actor number one is on this list doesn't mean they were going to a private island screwing 14 year olds now they could have accepted uh gifts or something but like mm-hmm. let, let's not let's and I'm glad that cancel the cancer culture types haven't taken that list and like rid us of hundreds of people who we really like mm-hmm. look maybe some of those people are guilty of some really abhorrent, um, terrible murderous criminal things but let's not throw everybody in into one thing together
1: yeah I mean at least without due process to confirm if there was that you know if there was uh deception and pedophilia or what what have you at that level um i i agree you know just we just need to and hopefully we get that hopefully there isn't a a a tragic death that happens in the prison with gillian you know and we and we do get to look a little deeper and find out what actually happened here Uh, because i don't really think i mean while there's documentaries and there is you know there was arrests that were made there wasn't actually any kind there there still hasn't been like any thorough evidence tra- yeah, yeah not evidence i mean i think there was enough evidence to indict and arrest that's why he was indicted and arrested i think there's enough evidence and i think there's witnesses one i mean there's victims i i think victims and witnesses and i believe them um but i think that we still need to but for the for the I think we need to give due process to the rest of the to the rest of the 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 story in the case, and that may be a really unpopular opinion, but I do you know i think due process is necessary
0: yeah, shadowy often shared social media documents are not even within the the, the same stratosphere as like circumstantial evidence, yeah, but it's how quick we are to damn people and and I like to go back to the to an early part of this story. Um, I know people like to throw around the, the the Clintons or whoever had Jeffrey Epstein killed. I remember, so I didn't know much about this um, Mm -hmm. and probably I wouldn't have probably paid that much attention to it. If not for one of my, uh, my good friends when I was growing up, his last name was Epstein and uh, it's a Jewish thing. So it it was on Uh my radar. But as soon as I read into this, um, I didn't even hear or give any, any thought to that. Hillary, this politicians, that celebrities, winning, like your average run of the mill child molester in 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 jail is very likely to wind up being killed. Yeah, like it could have been Bob in cell A who uh, who who said who had something happen to someone in his family and he just decided to threaten Epstein or something and then. Jerry down in cell block four is like, hey, hey, you know, you might have gotten some money for that if you would have held out a little bit longer.
1: I think, again, I think people love to, while, while it, I feel like it's absolutely a fact that Epstein was into some sick shit and there's a lot of victims that are involved in this. I believe that to 100%. Again, I think people love a good story and they love a yeah. good juicy gossip and so the, the Clintons were also a, a connection made with Epstein that spread like wildfire which doesn't shock me. Um, and it's like, okay, but the Trumps were also with Epstein. And that's our current president. Right. You know what I mean? And and so many other um, groups were also connected and involved with Epstein. So let's, you know, and, I, and I'm not Trump bashing, but I'm also, I'm just trying to say, you know, don't just hop on to one person because it's, it's cool because somebody else is saying it because you saw somebody else say it or, you know, you feel like the Clintons are just corrupt, so it's like Clintons, Clinton, Clintons. What? Literally, Trump got in the in, in the press press room and said, "Gillian is a very nice woman," <laughs> like as she's being indicted and sent to jail. If that's her name, Gillian, Gillian, Galian,
0: whatever. And it, I don't know where she is in jail, <laughs> but I'm guessing female prisons work a little bit differently than male prisons. Where, where again, I. Not not to go all law and order crazy on you, but I have watched enough Law and Order yeah. and enough things like that to know that if you're some kind of child predator, um or or you're a a woman beater or a rapist in mm-hmm. in prison, you might mm-hmm. not last that long. Yeah, and, and and I don't know if that is pervasive in female prisons as it likely is in, in uh male populations and Jeffrey Epstein might've just gotten there. And I know that what the, the, the camera glitched or something. He might've been like, Hey, look, Mr. Security guy, um, there's going to be some money in your account. Turn that thing off. Cause guess what? I'm not going to trial cause I ain't never getting out of here. So I'm just going to end it right here.
1: I think she, so. What, what I did read is that she is continuing to like petition to go on to general population and they deny they're denying her. So I know that she's in a prison and she is not, she must be in some sort of, um, isolation? yeah, she's in some sort of isolation and they're not approving her to go to any kind of general population. And, and I think it's for that reason, which it should be because we can't, like m- if she goes, you know,
0: maybe that's her, uh, her way of, of killing herself.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so they're like, uh, no, nice try.
0: Um, it's like, like, what is it? Like I, death by cop or suicide by cop. No, <laughs> so, that's more law yeah. and order shit. But I mean, there, there are other very plausible things besides, uh, celebrities wanting this thing done and Clintons and all that stuff. So I, I'm glad I did the story and, I, uh, you can't give enough credit to that girl for speaking out, uh, against, against it and what happened to her and sharing her story and, and putting some, some truth to all these wild theories that just float recklessly on the internet.
1: Yeah. And I, like, like I said, it was, it was very well done. And I think that it's hard to do. And to be honest, I think you have to have some balls to do it. And so Emma said, I'm going to do this story. I have someone with experience to support the, to support the direction of the story. Um, in that like we need to be responsible with what we're sharing and with where we're giving our efforts and you know, how we're having a conversation about this because this, You can't go, you can't miss, you can't go wrong with a conversation like this. You need to, you know, with something as serious as human trafficking. So I was really proud of her for doing that. I thought, you know, it's, it was, it was good, good journalism, despite people are going to say the fake news media are doing this or they're doing that. You know, I'm curious what the responses are now that it's been out like 12 hours or what have you.
0: Um, one last thing. Speaking of, uh, of of bad sex things and and bad people, uh-huh. um, people doing awful things to other people. I was banned from Tinder. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: saw that. What'd you do?
0: Um, first of all, I'm totally fine with Tinder going away because I would say that thirty percent of thirty percent or more of the profiles that I come across mm-hmm. are just fake profiles.
1: Oh, really? Jesus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, I mean, and. and on any of these apps, I would say there's only 10% that I swipe the positive way on. Uh Um, That's if they're even real at all, or they're not just like filler profiles. But um, on Tinder the most, I would see people uh, with crazy spongebob eyes lettering going follow me on snapchat or you know like literally like offering sex stuff and all this thing so i changed some text in my profile to say i'm only here to pad my only fans account and i guess that's what got me booted because i didn't do anything else why
1: why i mean why
0: i guess you can't why why these people put their snapchat things and whatever else uh in weird letters is so uh-huh. that the filters on tinder don't catch them and i just put it in some regular text and i guess that flagged it flagged me so i'm i'm gone forever from tinder
1: that's too damn bad <laughs> that's funny he gets kicked off of tinder yeah well I I, does.
0: I I guess it's happened before um i wonder and when i when I first posted it, I didn't put why I thought I was, so I just let people guess. But I'm guessing most people think that they would get kicked off for sending unsolicited dick pics. But you mm-hmm. know what? I I would guess you might not get booted for that on Tinder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to need some help now that I have a Twitter so I can make sure that I'm not doing anything that's going to get me put in like Twitter jail or kicked off because... Sonny's Twitter says some pretty funny stuff that's totally my humor, but I feel like it would be her humor too, so...
0: No, it's a good idea. And I think you'll be okay. Uh, Twitter only seems to be banning people who are on the other side of our political views.
1: Oh, I see.
0: Yeah. Um, And a lot of that is uh, like gaslighting people and and making big things out of nothing or, or, Mm -hmm. or false claims with no facts, so... I think I think uh, Sunny will be safe.
1: Oh, very good. You hear that, Sonny?
0: You're safe, Peace. girl. We there's been no commotion this morning. No no Pete, no nothing.
1: Um Pete's still in his crate. He goes he stays in his crate until I'm done with the podcast. Sonny heard a noise in the kitchen a, a second ago. Look, like a, a couple minutes ago. So, if you listen back to the podcast, you'll have, you heard you'll probably have heard heard commotion heard. in the background for <laughs> like 10 seconds when she, Sunny's too fat to get into her hiding place anymore, but she still tries. And so you hear her literally squeezing her big ass into that spot. Um, she heard something in the kitchen that freaked her out. It was the cat, but it freaked her out. So she ran.
0: <laughs> At Sonny the Corgi on Twitter. Uh, Sunny with I an eye. Sunny with an eye.
1: Sunny with an eye. Yeah, she, she needs followers. We need some. We need some followers and it's going to be... It's going to be fun. So anytime I think of some funny shit, I'm just going to tweet it.
0: I like it in the, in the sunny voice, please.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, I'll uh, I'll talk to you. I'll text you later on today. Okay, bye. A goodbye to end today's podcast.